Hello and welcome to another episode of Joe Blogs About Films, diving back into the TV world for this episode as we look into the brand new Disney Plus Star Wars show, Obi-Wan Kenobi, a TV series that I've been super impressed with. Like it's been, I think it's, it was finished about a week or so ago now, um, and it has just really, really, uh, yeah, like made me fall back in love again with Star Wars. Kind of like what The Mandalorian did, but probably not to the same level. And I'm not saying that I fell out of love with Star Wars. I bloody love Star Wars. But this, for me, was just like such a great return to form, especially on the back of the bumpy ride that was The Book of Boba Fett. Wasn't going to take much to kind of be better than that. But I will say that I very much enjoyed this TV series. It was, as they stated, like a love letter to the prequels. And I'm from that generation of when the prequels were coming out. I was at a very young age. I'm obviously growing up with those ones as my Star Wars era, even though Attack of the Clones is still to this day my least favourite Star Wars film. I just I just really can't get out. There's a certain point in the film. It's mainly when Anakin goes back to Tatooine. And I just, I can't, I can't handle this. Like it just, it's so... It's just poor dialogue. I don't think Lucas was very good at writing the dialogue, and which is why it's great to see Anakin back in this. Uh, Hayden Christensen, that is, because he got a lot of flack, didn't he? Like, he got a lot of stick. Not many people liked him portrayed as this kind of, like, bratty, spoiled little kid, basically, like, with just a bit of a mood temper, you know what I mean? Like, just a Mardi bum to, 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 to the extent. But I, but I know what they were going for with it. I like the arc overall. Revenge of the, Sith, Revenge of the Sith is still an absolutely fantastic film, in my eyes, anyways, for Star Wars. So to set, see the in-between, how this slots, obviously, between, obviously, uh, Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope and dealing with a lot of emotions for Obi-Wan in particular on the back of that climactic battle on Mustafar. You know, he's got the grief of, essentially, what he thinks is the loss of his uh, the loss of his brother, his best friend. So there's a lot in there. And, obviously, you throw in the fact that you've got a young Leia having Obi-Wan go to save her. I thought it was a great dynamic and a great story as well. Like, a lot of people seem to just just whinge about Star Wars for the sake of it. Like with anything, with any new Star Wars, um, any new Star Wars film or TV series, there is always internet rage, rage, rage. And it's just it's just to be expected now, isn't it? And I just wish that people would just take it for what it is, which is escapism. Just love Star Wars for what it is. It's aimed at like a younger audience. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, think how you were when you were younger watching Star Wars, wishing you were a Jedi, you know what I mean? Wishing that you could go to Tatooine, this and that. Like, that's how it should be seen. And I do feel that Deborah Chow has absolutely nailed it with this series. Like, I, I do really think... I know that there are there are points in the show that do maybe dip a little bit. For me, I, I, I'm i probably going to be nitpicking if I am looking for, for major flaws because I was just so happy to see to see, see this side of Obi-Wan, to see this grief-stricken Obi-Wan, this guy that's tuned himself completely out of the Force for 10 years, to be brought back into it, to be pulled back into the fray to have to save, obviously, Leia, and in, in doing so, come face-to-face -face with his former apprentice. I just feel it was such a great story to to deliver for the fans. And I and I think, I'd like to think, as I say, that most fans out there, aside from those idiots that like to say absolute nonsense online and, you know, the racist comments that were coming in towards Moses Ingram, Moses Ingram was stunning in this show. Really excellent. Like, I don't understand. I feel like it's when she killed the Inquisitor, the Grand Inquisitor, people were like, well, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, just calm, just, just calm it. I mean, for one, stop being such an ignorant fool and just just start I, 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 I could i could really go on a, a bit of a tangent now but i always try to stay clear of that because star wars means too much for me to, to be ruined by these idiots but the fact that star wars had to make a statement the fact as well that you mcgregor had to come out and obviously defender and, and and you know release a statement as well it's just shocking that we're still at that point in this day and age but that's all I'll say on that. But Moses Ingram as the Inquisitor Raver, the third sister, I thought was a great addition to the cast. So much, again, baggage for her. And just, you know, she she does redeem herself, obviously, because the, the, her, you know, story isn't as straightforward as it seems. She's not just another villain in the in the uh, 
in the series, she has got other motives as well to do with Lord Vader. Um, but I just feel overall, I say you've also got Vivian Lyra Blair in there as a young Leia Organa. She was amazing. She was so good. She stole a lot of the scenes, man. I genuinely loved that relationship between Ewan McGregor's Obi-Wan and, and her Leia. I feel like it was just perfect. And it's nice to kind of put the light on to Leia for a change and not have it solely focused on just, uh, just Obi-Wan looking over Luke on Tatooine, which it very could have easily been. They could have just bogged him down on Tatooine and been like, right, all the events are going to happen on here. But I just liked the fact that they were telling these stories across the galaxy, having new McGregor's Obi-Wan go here and there, meet these different characters, start forming new relationships, almost start to believe in himself again and, and kind of put in the past behind him that's where we leave him at the end of the series obviously before i go any further there are going to be spoilers in this if you've not seen the tv series don't listen to this because i'm going to be spoiling it for you and i don't want to be that guy but it has been out for over a week now so if you've not seen it yet get on down and binge it because it was uh i thought it was great anyway so i'm very very much looking forward to diving into this before we do though the episode and the podcast rather is available on spotify apple and google podcasts as to rss.com jump onto facebook and search your blogs about films follow the spotify no for the facebook page give us a like and a follow speaking of spotify though as i was trying to say there hit notification to be notified when new episodes are uploaded but here we are though back to as i say galaxy far far away Obi-Wan kenobi it was just something that i i've we wanted to see i think you mcgregor has been waiting to do this as well you know what i mean come back into this role and just fill in a few blanks a few empty spaces between you know what happens after Revenge of the Sith, as they say, and then between A New Hope. And I know that people were kicking off about potential canon being ruined. Um, I, I just think that there's there's too much on Star Wars for the writers and co and everyone behind the scenes, such as Deborah Chow and such, to mess or ruin that. They know and they take it seriously. So I just feel that people just need to calm down. Like I say, when it was one of those when when Raver Raver when she kills. The Grand in- well kills air quotes the Grand Inquisitor in episode one or two whichever it was, um, you were like it's, it can't be like if you obviously have seen Rebels this that, and the other, you know that the Grand Inquisitor is in that so I was like the thing is we knew that he probably would come back so people just hold your horses they're not ruining the canon I'm sure he'll come back and lo and behold yes he did um, I just felt that as I say including the Raver who obviously as I say has other motives behind her you know it's just a case of that she wants Obi-Wan to she wants to catch Obi-Wan sorry to get Vader to you know essentially a point where she can take him down for what she witnessed as a child I loved the start of Obi-Wan when we got to see Order 66 kind of unfolding from the point of view of the young Padawans and them trying to escape this and that we've already seen glimpses of that through Grogu in in the Mandalorian we've got to see him as a very as well say very young even younger than what he is kind of thing watching this all unfold to see that and then kind of leading us down the line of was that raver as a youngster was was she was that her it made sense you know she obviously looked into the eyes of of darth vader at that point who'd struck her and her friends down that's again a lot of baggage for her to carry with and 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 the fact that she survived it was then taken in as an inquisitor you just sensed obviously that something something was going to come on the back of that i granted with anything like this you knew that certain things could or could not happen such as Darth Vader being killed obviously because we know that he comes back and this and that so it was one of those where everything I guess to an extent was a little bit like well there's no intensity or there's no necessary like concern for certain of the characters because we know that most of these are going to have to survive for you know for the end of this series whether they do another one or not but the main thing is that they're going to be involved in the main story for the original trilogy you know it's one of those like I said but at the same time we got such fantastic visuals in this series like i said we 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 were promised a rematch of the century between obi-wan and vader and i think they delivered especially in episode six because i tell you what 
that fight and that battle between Obi Wan and Vader is is up there for me now. It's one of my favorite style. It's it tops pretty much a lot of what happens in the sequel trilogy. You know, what I mean, for me, I just to have those two characters back again when Obi Wan obviously is he's back with the Force, he's full on Jedi once again. To see them to throw fists or throw lightsabers, I should say, it was just amazing to watch. It was beautiful. It was Chef's kiss. You know what I mean? Like. I loved so much of that. I will obviously talk a little bit more about it, but we got two battles and two fight sequences, obviously between Obi-Wan and obviously Vader in this show. Um, I just felt like it was, it was just, oh, it was so good. So, so good. I thought it was really good as well. They released one, one and episodes one and two together. I do feel that if they'd have just released episode one on its own, we probably would have been a bit like nothing. It was just setting the, you know, setting the tone and setting the feels of what was to come obviously the rest of the series. But I did think that it was such a powerful ending at the end of episode two when Obi-Wan, finds out through Reaver that Anakin is alive, in fact. Um, and we get that amazing shot of Obi-Wan at the end when he's sat and he says Anakin out loud, obviously just trying to process it all and it just, just cuts bluntly and, and, and suddenly to Vader opening his eyes in that back in that back to tank, you know, healing away. And it was just, and the and the breathing, obviously the classic Vader breathing was uh, just eerie and just it just stay, stayed with me. That that shot of you know maskless Vader in the back to tank, I was like, here we go, like this is this is it, you know what I mean? Then it set us up for what was a brilliant episode three. You know, obviously this is the thing. There's so much in this series that I'm trying to kind of make sure I don't miss out on things because I'm relying on muscle memory and season recaps and such. So if I do miss anything out. I do apologise, but there's a lot that I did enjoy in this in this show. Mainly as well, obviously, was, as I said earlier, Vivian Lyra Blair as Leia Organa. You know, she's already going through so much on her, on her home planet, Alderaan, which I loved seeing more of that because I, we don't see any of it, obviously, in the original trilogy. We just see it get blown up and that's that. But to see her in a relationship with her father, with her mother, and having those, you know, kids pick on her saying that she's not really an Organa, this and that, and him having to sit her down, be like, no, you are, you know what I mean? Even though she knows as well that her original family have some something happened to them but doesn't know everything you could tell on the back of that as well when she's asking questions to obi-wan about it that it's breaking his heart that he can't just be like listen you your i knew i knew your parents and i and they were they were both amazing people but it's just the fact that your dad just kind of went a bit went a bit too sith you know what i mean like it it's just heartbreaking to see him when she asks him if he is are you my father or whatever and he says i wish i could say i was or this and that 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 just really got to me. Like, see, it pulled on those strings. I was like, he just, he just, you could tell he wants to tell, just tell her everything that he knows and what he went through. Obviously, I'm sure he'd leave out the bit of, I chopped your dad's legs and arm off. But you know what I mean? Like, he could tell that it really breaks breaking him of what happened still because he's dealing with the grief himself of what he did to Anakin or what he had to do, I should say, to stop him, air quote, from, uh, from, being even even more evil but that is completely out the window you know what i mean like vader is so powerful and this is the thing that we've kind of wanted all along as fans is to see vader in his prime we've got the comics this and that we can see all of that if we want to read it but to see it live action obviously the closest thing we've got until now probably was rogue one and i love rogue one it's one it's probably my favorite disney era film of star wars and that that end sequence in the hallway just absolutely mesmerizing so to see that but then in a full series form of just vader being completely badass um massive green tick massive tick because boy oh boy is he one fierce mofo you know what i mean like he's strong he's this is him 
at his prime, you know, like he has got a lot of hatred, a lot of pain and, and loss and just wants straight up revenge for what Obi-Wan did and learning that Obi-Wan, or, or at least is getting murmurs that they're getting close to finding him, just pushes him and pushes him. It's almost like, as I say, that is the motive. That is it. Nothing else matters now. This is what I want to do. I need to take him down. I want to show him that I am obviously more powerful than he is and that I am going to be a ruler of the galaxy. I just really thought that the dynamic and, and, and that relationship itself and Obi-Wan, when he's watching Anakin in episode three, just tear through that city, that little village or whatever, when he's pulling people out and snapping people's necks and dragging them and force choking them just to get like a reaction or a sense of Obi-Wan or see if he is going to jump out and stop him was just unbelievable. And then there was the, obviously the fight, which this is the thing. A lot of people after that were like, it wasn't really that good of a fight, was it, in episode three? But Vader was just toying with him, man. Like, Vader knew that he could take him if he wants to. Like, he was one-arming it as well. Just with lightsabers, like, yeah, I'm just going to swing my arm here. Just stop you there, block you there. This is pathetic. I'm not bothered. I could really just, uh, whatever. Oh, what's that? Oh, I'll just put you on fire. Like, to, to that again, that moment of, you know, when Obi-Wan's like, what have you become? And he says, I am what you made me. It's like, you feel it. Like, you know. And, and and what, again, in terms of cinematography aspect that I loved about this series in particular is the use of, like, the lighting with the lightsabers because it doesn't happen too much in the original series. Um, does it happen in the prequels? It did, obviously, in the sequel trilogy, but they used the lighting of the lightsaber to light up a scene. And there were bits, obviously, yeah, it was a little bit dark when Obi-Wan was trying to, you know, run up, well, not run away, but just get away from Vader in, 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 episode, in episode three of the series. And we get to see, say, when that red lightsaber comes out and he lights his blue one, or which vice versa, that's all you see. And then the, the, the great thing with the camera shots, this is so many great sweeping or, or wide shots of just dots, like just of light just hitting each other, especially in that final sequence, that final battle, sorry, between Vader and Obi-Wan in episode uh, six. It was amazing, like just these flashes of light, the camera would sweep closer to them as they're battling away. All of that, absolutely stunning to look at. Stunning, and, and this is the thing, TV budgets aren't as big and aren't as grand as what they would be for a film. And maybe on some aspects, Obi-Wan Kenobi could have benefited from being a film, but I ain't complaining because I will take this. I know that, like I said, there's nitpicks in there. There's certain, maybe, plots that you're not too fussed about as a, as a viewer, but I've got to say that, that I don't, I, I literally don't really have much of an issue with the series. I thought it was great, as I say, to solely put the light on you know, Leia and, and how she's been used as, as bait almost to say for, for Reva and the fact as well that when she, you know when they get hold of Leia and Re and Reva's trying to, you know, use the Jedi mind trick of, of to, you know, go into her mind or whatever. And it's almost like you can tell that Leia is force sensitive at that point. Because they've not really touched on that in any of the original trilogy. Obviously we knew that she was force sensitive by uh, Return of the Jedi. She uses a bit of the uh, of a of a force sensitivity in, in the sequel trilogy. But that moment there, they didn't even have to it was nice because it wasn't like it was blatant like someone there in front of you going she's so sensitive that's you know i mean it was so nice to see her kind of staring back not letting her in kind of thing and it was just great i thought that everyone everyone acting wise i thought was amazing so you've obviously got the return as well of joel edgerton as well edgerton whatever of of owen lars i thought that was i thought it was great so he just he's so good isn't he let's be honest he really does look like a very young owen lars especially when obviously from episode four but i thought that was really cool as well of having him back and that whole again at the beginning episodes in episode one and two of, of reva trying to find obviously the jedi trying to find obi-wan um and it's almost like will he give him up will he not obviously for the benefit of luke it's probably better not to because he knows that he's there to protect him at the end of the day but it all just i feel like every character has a great arc in this tv series you know owen lars 
completely against Obi-Wan, don't want any help from you whatsoever, leave us alone, he's not being trained, and by the end he's like, do you want to meet Luke, do you want to come over, this and that, that's lovely, as I say, the fact that he does see Luke as well as his own, as his own son, really lovely touch, even like I say, the, 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 I was going to say minor character, but she does have obviously quite a uh, a, a bigger role in this, but uh, Indira Varma, who plays Tyler Jerith, again a character we do meet in episode 3, and lasts until, is it 5 I think it is, Um Again, her arc as well of obviously kind of just biding her time as well, much like Reva, you know, she's part of the, the Imperials and then she, but it's not what she wanted, it's just she's there to kind of help Jedis essentially kind of transfer through this this small town and on their way, send them on their merry way and then she, you know, again, sacrifices herself to allow everyone else to survive, you know, and you get that fantastic line again and may the force be with you from her. Great character arc, Leia story as well, obviously, all the way through, you know, she's still learning who she is, essentially, and almost like, again, I was like, kind of, not unnecessary trust issues, I think, but obviously the fact that she just doesn't necessarily trust Obi-Wan to start with, like, obviously, she can tell that he's keeping something from him, or this and that, and that's where that, again, by the end, they're, like, really good friends, and have, again, a, a lovely relationship by the end of that. Um, Obi-Wan's story arc as well is, is very, yeah, he's again easy to kind of see isn't it you know this guy that's so stuck with grief and and regret almost of what he's done but to be able to put that to bed by the end of it and have that moment between him and uh, and Darth Vader um was just was just really really again very emotional and to see Aiden Christensen back obviously with and without the mask on again just just excellent I think that Aiden Christensen um needs to do more style you know I mean I want him back as I, I want to see more of him in Star Wars if you know Deborah Chow brought out the best in everyone in this I feel and if anyone's going to be able to do another great series for Obi-Wan it's going to be Deborah Chow and I'd love to see Aiden Christensen back because oh, we've got all these flashbacks obviously of them training love to see the the, the the them obviously doing the fighting training and then it kind of emulates what happens in Mustafa a lot of the you know choreograph and fight moves that they're doing ends up kind of happening in, in on Mustafa, you know, when they are actually fighting for the death. Um I just think that as I say there's that cockiness of Vader to start with in episode three when he's like I could literally wipe the floor with Obi-Wan and by the end of episode six to see Obi-Wan in full force mode and Vader in full Sith mode, this and that. It was just wonderful. I spoke a little bit about the lighting as well, obviously with the lightsabers, but they did it again in like I say when we get that that sequence when obviously Obi-Wan strikes down Vader's mask and we just a wonderful shot of having Anakin's face just appearing, which again is a nice little nod to, I think it was Rebels again, maybe um, one or Clone Wars, whichever it is, but that shot and, and the fact that there's that moment of, of genuine emotion from Obi-Wan when he's like, you know, he's Anakin, I'm, I'm so sorry. And, and the, the light of the lightsaber, the blue light obviously is hitting Obi-Wan's face. Then it hits Anakin's and he's all like I'm not your fail I'm not your failure you didn't kill Anakin I did and then it twists again to uh the red lightsabers like which is the same way I'm going to destroy you or whatever he says and it's back to Sith mode again it was like that that breathing moment of you could see the light still in there just a smidge for for Anakin to come through and say that line to him that you didn't you didn't do this like you've not you're not the downfall of Anakin it was me that did this none of this was you, is enough for Obi-Wan to be like, yeah, I needed that, you know what I mean? Like, And, and then, as he says, my friend is truly dead. Um, and then I get a nice little touch as well with calling him Darth, which is obviously how he calls him in uh, in A New Hope. There's a lot of things to say. I, I, people kicking off about the canon situation, but they do. They have thought about it, you know what I mean? They have brought things in, little things that, not like what they did with Solo, when it was like, let's spoon feed him everything, let's tell him how he got his name, how he got his gun. It was literally just these little moments, these little pockets of just just enough for us to be like, okay, so that, 
that makes sense now in the in the original trilogy or this and this. But as I stated, that final battle between uh, Obi Wan and Vader was just absolutely stunning. Really excellent, like absolutely. I mean, Vader for one getting the high ground, I thought was pretty cool. Like when he's just throwing Obi Wan down in the, uh, like he breaks off obviously the floor and you kind of falling down in, into a hole of, of rocks and that and looking down at him. I was half expecting him to just say that, you know, it's over, Obi-Wan, I've got the high ground, but not to be, but that's fine. I don't want to, I'm not fine, fine with anything like that. But you know what I mean? Like I thought that so many nods and so many uh, so many references to, as I say, the, the prequels, but also the original trilogy as well. I thought that they've done a, they've done a really good job with it. Um, I do feel that overall it was really, really impressive. And so I can't get enough of re-watching that final battle sequence between... Obi Wan and Vader, but the fact to say that they've, you know, it was it was enough for him to just put everything to bed. It was you know looking back at your uh, your choices that you've made and learning from it and becoming a better person, and that's what Obi Wan has done. That's what he has done by the end of the series, and that's why Qui Gon is able to come back as a Force Ghost. He's able to talk to his former master. He just wasn't ready for that yet. You know, that's the thing. Obi Wan was not ready to see his former master in that form, and by the time obviously everything's been put to bed with Vader. It's fine now. You can go off and and learn more. I so say learn more of the Jedi ways. He's finally come, you know, getting. He's got his force sensitivity back. He's just gonna go off now and probably learn learn a bit more from his uh, for well, his, his Jedi master. I just think it was a very good TV series. Um, I really did enjoy it an awful lot. I'm just looking over a few other bits and bobs that any of the cast members that I thought were were, were really good to see. You got O'Shea Jackson Jr. as well. Nice little appearance from him himself. Um, that, that, like, it's just sprinkled with just some excellent stuff. Rupert Friend played the Grand Inquisitor. I don't really think he had necessarily too much to do, but you know we go back to obviously this whole sequence with with Reva and such, and obviously she's you know wanting to essentially in Vader's eyes she for, for her to Vader she wants him to think that she should be the Grand Inquisitor or at least that she's got enough about her to become a real good apprentice for Vader granted it's not as it all seems she's simply wanting Obi-Wan as part as her bait to uh to to, to take Vader down Granted, obviously, it doesn't go that way, and it was a little bit like strange that she thought that she could light up a lightsaber and just kind of swing for him in episode four. Just on a side note, sorry, but speaking of four, that sequence when Vader comes like barging through and he holds on to that shit with zero effort. When you look at what Ray and, and Kylo Ren were doing in episode uh, in episode nine, you know they're really, really struggling to, or at least fighting for control over who's holding that ship. I just thought it was just so like nonchalant, you know what I mean? Like Vader just pulls his arm out, stops it midair, pulls it down, rips it open. Obviously, it's a decoy ship, but it was just amazing. And again, just highlighting the the true power that Vader has, uh, you know what I mean? And that will you know proceeds within him. It's just amazing to watch. It's just like I say that Raver got a little bit too. Uh, again, I don't know. She got too eager, should we say, and thinking that she was going to. Uh, be able to take him down but you know prior to that there's that there's again a really strong moment between Obi-Wan and 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 Reva when they stood between that door and he's like you're hunting him you're not you're not with him you're genuinely trying to hunt him and it's almost like she's then thinking oh my god he's he's worked it out kind of thing um really again really strong the performances are so strong which is why I don't understand why people had such a problem with it so much like yeah there's a few maybe fillery episodes I think it's episode three when Leia's on that base um that Obi-Wan goes and rescues her from yeah fair enough probably there, there was more filler in that I would say but it's still got some excellent moments like again that moment when Obi-Wan's looking around at all those frozen Jedis or this and that it just just harrowing but then again you look at you flip that or he's in, you know, if you, if you weren't happy with that, sorry, 
when he's taking down those stormtroopers in that pitch black room and it's just light on, like oh, so lightsaber on, take down, and it's gone again. And then where is it? Oh, he's taking them out again. I just felt there was just enough, even if there was something that I was like, oh, okay, there was enough for me to be like, I really enjoyed that moment in that episode. Like, I, I, I have literally no massive issues whatsoever with the series as a whole. I think that every episode, I think that, I think part three was the shortest one, which is probably my least, not my least favourite, but it's just the one that I was like, yeah, okay, more so of a filler to kind of move us on to the next, um, yeah, the, the next side of, oh no, it wasn't three, apologies, it was four, my apologies, episode four that was more fillery than uh, than the rest. I just think that, yeah, it was, it was really, it was, it was, it was strong. I just felt that it was, it was one of those series is that so much better than, than Boba Fett. I feel like Boba Fett was just a bit of a, a bit of a disjointed mess, obviously. Like, so the best episodes of Boba Fett didn't even have him in it, really. I say with the Mandalorian popping up and this and that and other characters such as Luke and Ashoka, this, this, this and that. But I just think that Deborah Chow, like she directed every episode as well, which I think is just keep doing that. You know what I mean? Like you can have your different writers, whatever, but I feel like having one person's vision throughout is what, Star Wars needs because you look at how disjointed as well you know the sequel trilogy was due to you know conflict of directors they should really just stick with one person for AC you know what I mean and just have them run with it and you look at what Favreau and Filoni have done uh, with with the Mandalorian and such and it's just it, we've seen the potential of what Star Wars can be on Disney you know what I mean just keep it like that you know we I'm, I'm happy with all what they've done in this like so we got we got to see one on like this this like blade runner looking i thought it was going to be coruscant if i'm being honest when they when from the trail i thought it was going to be coruscant can't remember the actual name of the planet that they end up on in episode one or two whichever that one is they kind of merge together those two um but i thought it looked great i said again great use of lighting to say the the, the the chase on top of the uh on top of the buildings, really entertaining enough. And, and that's the moment, obviously, when, you know, you see... It's great to see how Obi-Wan went from really struggling to use the Force, obviously, when he's saving Leia, when she falls down off the off the building and he's using the Force to, to hold her up and that, to see him just completely in his absolute element and prime, you know, when he's picking up rocks, breaking up whatever, throwing him at, at Darth Vader in, in the final episode was just... was just, just brutal, man. But to see that, that, say that arc and that story of him progressing to that... It was just great, and there's they say there was a lot of pain for Obi Wan to put to bed, and he does so by the end of it, and that's enough. That's all we needed. Just a great fight, like I say, great story, and a great, great fight sequence between him and Vader. I literally, like I say, everything, everything in between that on top of that is a bonus for me because, and and they've done, I say, wonders with it. We even get Palpatine back. Ian McDermott's Palpatine pops up for a cameo at the end. I thought that was really nice. That was cool to have him back. I had a feeling he might have a cameo. It would be strange if he didn't, but you know that 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 again that sequence of. I think Vader in himself is probably expecting never to see Obi-Wan Kenobi again. Um, you know, when Palpatine's like, you question, when he's questioning the motives and his loyalty to him, and he's like, no, he means nothing to me, that, you know, I, my loyalty is with you, my master, this and that. I thought that, again, was a great moment of Anakin, him also, putting to bed what had happened. Granted, I know that they, does come, they do come to fight again, obviously, in A New Hope, and by then it's, it's one of those where we, that moment of Obi-Wan when he looks over at Luke and Leia, realising that, yeah, everything, the, the, the galaxy is in some very strong and very good hands there. My, I've done my bit, off I go kind of thing. It's enough, you know what I mean? Like, I, I just feel that it was, it was just great. You know, it was a very good series. Like, I, I'm, I don't want to sound like I'm gushing too much because it's not a perfect series. It's just, I did really enjoy what they did with it. Like, I think that the nitpicks aside and this and that, I just felt there was enough, especially when it was a TV series solely revolving around Obi Wan. Um, yeah, it was. Um, 
Yeah, it was really great, really great. Uh, so without waffling on too much, I might just leave it there. But the main thing to take from this is that I love the series. The final battle between Obi-Wan and Vader was absolutely stunning, really excellent. Deborah Chow has done an absolutely amazing job with it. I'd love for her to come back and be able to get most of the cast back for season two. Obviously, we've left it uh, kind of open for Reva to pop back up again, obviously, because she does have that moment. Well, she, she does come round at the end. You know, by the end, she's obviously willing to do what Anakin was going to do and kill a youngling, you know, and having that that kind of moment and, you know, kind of epiphany almost or realisation that she is now becoming Darth Vader is enough for her to be like, I can't do it. Like, he's, you know, he stabbed me twice and somehow she still survived that. That's by the by. But, you know, he's, he's tried to kill me twice. I'm now, I've now reached a point of pure, I could be pure Sith, you know, like they say, uh, anger leads to hate, hate leads to pain, pain leads to suffering. She is now, she was on the brink of it, you know. If she'd have killed Luke at that moment, which again, like I said earlier, with some of these characters knowing that they have to survive, it kind of took away the edge a little bit of the series. Like we knew that nothing, no harm was going to happen to Luke. We knew that Owen and you know Owen Lars and such were going to be fine. Obi Wan was going to be fine. A lot of the main characters were going to be fine because they're in obviously the next uh, rest of the trilogy. But that moment, say when you know she comes around, she brings Luke back and she's carrying him, and then she you know puts him down and couldn't do it. This and that. Um, yeah, just just strong. I'd like to see more more of her. Whether she will pop up, at, say, of her own spin off, or if she's going to come back in if they do a second series. Again, it's there for the take. You know, what I mean, it should it could happen. I I would love them to do a second series. I don't know what they could do, but I'd love to see other stories to tell of Obi Wan and what he gets up to. Obviously, now that especially Qui Gon's back in there and he's trying chatting away and, and going to be training with him. What you know, and that I think that would be uh, again. There's there's some there's definitely some more storytelling to. Uh, to be told. Um, one final thing I will say is that I was waiting for it all the way through. I was waiting for the hello there line from Obi-Wan. And when he does deliver it towards Luke at the end, I was like, ah, oh, finally. Like, I thought it was going to happen in episode three when he was getting on the uh, that transporter, the, uh, the the when when him and Leia are in like, the middle of nowhere and when they first meet Tyler and, well, just before they meet Tyler and he's like, hello. And I was like, oh, you know what I mean? Like, but then he does he does finally say it at the end. And, and giving Luke that, that toy... That toy ship which Luke plays with in, in A New Hope it's, it's just it all it's just like I said they're the little things that I like those little nods or little or just continuity should we say that leads us in I don't want to be spoon fed like you know what I mean we don't want to be talking about how Luke where, how we got his clothing or, you know what I mean like it doesn't matter you know it's just that we knew he has a lot of his father in him like we get when Obi-Wan's watching over him and he's pretending to be on a speed race or this and that there's a lot of Anakin that's in there and it's just nice to say there's a lot of uh, a lot of range and a lot of stuff and I do think that Hugh McGregor once again has an, an amazing job with this character they all have as I say Hayden Christensen to have him back as well as, as I've stated just just excellent so I'm going to leave it there uh, but I really do appreciate you checking this podcast episode out I, I, I know that I've missed a lot of stuff out and there's probably things where you didn't talk about this or this or this I know I have but uh, the main thing is I just want to kind of talk about like mainly the relationship of Obi-Wan and Vader and what that kind of as I say the whole closure of that in this series because um, I think they nailed it they really nailed it I thought it was great I've loved all of it you know what I mean like there's 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 nitpicks aside or minor, yeah, it's not a perfect TV series but far better than the book of Boba Fett so I think out of 10 I'm going to give this a strong uh, like 7.5 once again I think 7.5 pushing 8 um, I do think it's a very good series and I'm looking forward to rewatching it again because there's some great moments and just to see Obi-Wan kicking ass with his lightsaber once again and say seeing that as I've mentioned that story arc of him going from someone that's disconnected from the force to being fully force sensitive and such by the end was uh, was great and it sets us up very nicely for potentially more stories but if this is it it's great it's just nice enough for us to be like yep great now we can I'd love to watch 
you know them all in order one two and three with this then obviously probably squeezing rogue one and then a new hope and such because uh i'm sure they all flow very nicely anyways thank you ever so much again for listening i will be back as i say with more episodes to talk about i'm going to be looking forward to potentially talking about stranger things as well when that's finished and such so keep your eyes and ears on the socials on spotify all of that jazz but as always thanking you very much for listening to this podcast until next time take care